you were trying to throw the ball on first and goal, second and goal, panicking at third, fourth I'm wishing for a month. Today we have Cam Davis as our guest. Excited to have you, Cam. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, good to have you, man. Uh, right now he's an outside linebacker coach at Rice. Uh, from from Oakland, California, uh, played football at St. Mary's High School, um, coached at DVC, Laverne, Texas A&M, and now at Rice. Um, happy to have you on the show today. Um, yeah, man, excited that you stopped by on this hey, coach. This I morning. had to come out, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate I like it. what y'all doing out here, man. Busy so. man. Man, definitely. I remember Coach Cam came out to recruit me on one of that DVC. Yeah, that yeah. DVC, and I was at Castro Valley still playing. That was the first time we had touched bases, so uh, it's a good deal to see him um, on the D1 level now. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's crazy how everything works out, man. Yeah, right. that's a quick, that's a quick rise, man. <laughs> by the time you know he's JUCO when I start college, and by the time I'm out of college, you D1. So I had that, man. I'm trying to take your, I'm trying to go on that that path that you on right hey, now. Hey, man, you you could do it, man. You know, it's you got to apply yourself. You know, coaching is the same thing as being a player. I think to a certain extent, you know, you got to have the same dedication, the same work ethic. Uh, you know, if you if you want to do it, you could do it. It's it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be some long nights, but it's a uh, it's a rewarding profession to help develop young men. You know, on the field and in life. So I wouldn't have any other way. Man, it sounds good. I mean, you said it's like you know, like a player. You know, let's get into your playing career. So when did you first start playing football? Uh, you know. Man, I didn't start playing football honestly until high school. Okay, um, mm, leg bloomer. <laughs> yeah, my I was I was a fat kid, and my mom was scared that I was gonna get hurt. So we had an agreement that I I start playing in high school. I did that for four years. Um, really wanted to get a scholarship out of college. I mean, uh, to go to college. Excuse me. It didn't happen, so I went the junior college route. Um, and then for those who who go on the junior college route, they understand it's it's make it or break it. You know what I mean? It's it's different. And um, I respect everybody who does the junior college route because it's, it's a lot harder to do that than going straight from high school to college. Um, and then my – so I went to Pasadena City College out of high school. And then I got uh, – I didn't really like it there, so I came back home, registered at Contra Costa. And then that December of my sophomore year, uh, a guy I knew uh, had a heart attack before he came home. Long story short, fast forward a couple months – uh, his girlfriend wrote him this like long letter on Facebook, and he kind of talked about some of the symptoms he had. And I read it, and I was like, "Damn, like I had those too." And so I got checked, and um, I got my heart checked, and um, I got diagnosed with a, a heart defect. I had a bicuspid aorta valve and enlarged aorta artery, uh, and that's that ended my playing career. And then I, I really, honestly, just kind of stumbled into coaching. Um, from there, but. Do you think coaching is kind of filling that void for you? Because from you just telling your story right there, I feel like your playing career is stripped away from you a little sooner and probably what you would want. Definitely, sure. definitely. Um, you know, uh, first of all, you know, if you love the game of football, it's, it's hard to, to get away from it. Um, and so just being out on the field, being on the grass, being with the guys, just the, the camaraderie and all that kind of stuff and competing – there's nothing I really – I couldn't see myself doing a regular 9-to-5. You know what I mean? So, uh, football definitely, it fills that void. Um, so, it's, it's it's give and take, man. I definitely – I mean, I could see – I could kind of relate to the, the injury. 
you know, filling that void. Uh, I broke my back, you know, when I was a freshman in high school. Okay. Uh, I didn't know I was going to play football again. I had, you know, uh, 408 discs and a fractured vertebrae. Yeah. From that injury, you know, I to this day, I have no feeling about my left foot. You wow. Know? You know, I was lucky enough to work through, you know, uh, be able to play football in high school and play in college. But, you know, I couldn't finish college, you know, kind of do this. Symptoms kept coming back up, nerve damage, you know. So, you know, I looked at coaching as well. So I feel like, for me, this podcast, filling the Void, you know, I'm a yeah. football junkie. So, you know, I think a lot of, not a lot of people, but I've noticed a lot of people that have had those injuries or symptoms like you, not in your control. Yeah. You know, coaching, I feel like, is a good route to go. Yeah. Um, Looking at uh, excuse excuse me, Jay. Looking at some um, some of your stops, I was gonna ask you what's some what's some. Can you give me about positive and negative from each stop you had so far? As far as like the way to do the job, as far as the coaching job, this is how we're supposed to be doing it. Man, I don't know if there's any real. And we don't want you to knock any coaching staff. Nah, no, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. nah. I, I'm I, just talking I, about like give me a little bit of your experiences at each place, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so DVC Junior College, man, it was uh. It was it was great because I was I was what twenty years old, nineteen or twenty one years old, um, when I first started and uh you know, I, I didn't really know much as far as like what it took to be a coach. Like I said, I, I never wanted to be a coach, so I didn't it wasn't like, Oh yeah, this is what I wanna do with the rest of my life. Now once I started it I realized like I love it and I wanna continue it. But uh D V C was great because it just gave me an opportunity to kinda grow and, and figure out who I am, you know what I mean? Like, what do I like? What type of coach am I going to be? You know, how do you relate to the players? When when you got kids playing for free, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you can't, you got to coach them a little bit differently, I think. You know what I mean? You got to be able to connect with them uh, on a mental and emotional level and let them know that, like, you care about them. Now, I think you got to carry that from junior college to D1. But, like I said, if, if you've been through the junior college route, you understand what I'm saying. Um, we three for three, man, with our guests up here. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we definitely support the Juco exactly. route. We all went there, so definitely. Um, Laverne was great, man, because it was the first time It was the first time I was out on my own. Um, you know, That's a SoCal, right? Southern California. Okay. Beautiful. <clears throat> it is. It is. It's a beautiful campus, good people. Um, you know, Coach Creek, Coach Creek gave me my first shot, um, him and Jeff Magdaleno. Gave my first shot, you know, in the coaching world. A uh, lot of responsibility at a young age. Um, you know, you you fail a lot and you learn from your failure, I think, in coaching. Um, and the great thing at, at doing it at a place like that is, you know, it's not amplified times 10. You know what I mean? If, if I mess up, it's not going to make it on SportsCenter unless I do something, like, really stupid. Um, but it, it also helped me, like, learn fast. Um, it gave me a lot of tools to be successful because you have to wear a lot of hats, you know what I mean? And so the more you can do in this profession, the better off you are. Um, Texas A&M was, um, it was a great experience. You know, it'll, it'll always have a special place in my heart. What season was you there again? Uh, I was there in 2016, so, um, my, my year. Was that when Kyler was a freshman or no? Was Kyler No, so Kyler left right Right before I got there. Okay, okay. Right, so all that stuff went okay. down before I was uh, before I got there. But, like, I was I worked with the D-line, so I had first-round number one overall draft pick, Miles Garrett, mm. um, Deshaun Hall. Oh, hold on, you got to stop there. You got to tell us how it was coaching that guy because I heard he's a freak, especially yeah. in the he weight is. room. He is, but, um, you know, if you know Miles and if you hear anybody talk about Miles, um, you you understand that, like, he's not your average football player. Like he's a very intellectual guy, 
Um, you know, he's real down to earth, real laid back. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a real he's a good human being. You okay. know what I mean? Good man. Um, you seem that way on Hard Knocks. When he's yeah. There, yeah, he was he the one that like dinosaurs or something? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know I mean? like, he seemed like a cool dude. Man. He, he dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, he you know he he's he's a good dude, man. I I got nothing bad to say about him. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Hall, uh, Kingsley Kiki, say Coven Henderson, Dalen Mack. Uh, I know I'm forgetting some guys right now, but you know those are those are a lot of those guys who I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, you know football in Texas is just different. Oh, yeah. um, Texas A&M football is is different too. Uh, you know, College Station, College Station. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting Aggies. Uh, a lot of tradition, um, and and being a city boy coming from Oakland, California, and, and going to College <laughs> Station, Texas. Yeah, how was that transition? It's it crazy. was it was different, man. Yeah. It, you know, because they don't they don't sell alcohol until what eleven or twelve o'clock on a Sunday you know mm-hmm. what I mean and like it, it's just different things yeah. close early it's a, it's a traditional small town area um, but it, it it taught me a lot um, it made me grow up real fast um, you know Coach Sumlin Terry Price David Turner uh, John Chavis all those guys you know they they had a, a lasting impact on my career for the rest of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you know, a lot of the people that I worked with, like in the support staff, the quality control coaches, the GAs, um, they helped me out a lot as well, too. Um, you know, helped me grow, helped me understand things, helped me develop as a coach, you know, what to do, what not to do. So it was it was great, man. I, I, I'd never change that, uh, change that moment. And then Rice, um, Rice has been great. Um, they, uh, Houston, Houston is... Is a special place, man. I, I love Houston. Yeah, that's my um, second home, man. Shout out to H. I love shout, Houston. Shout man. out to Houston, man. I, I, I love, love Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's it was very similar to living in, in California and being in Oakland, um, and then just being at a school like Rice, where it's it's a really high academic school. You know what I mean? So you're recruiting a different profile of kid than you would at a, a Texas A and M or uh, I don't know somewhere else. So. It's just it, it was different there, but it was a great opportunity. Um, David Bailiff, Brian Stewart, there my first year, um, gave me a great opportunity. Coach uh, Frank Ocam was not a D line coach with Baylor, um, taught me a lot. You know what I mean? Taught me how to get with the guys. Taught me how to you know be a teacher and developer. Um, and then this past year with Coach Bloomgren, um, Brian Smith was my DC, uh, Cedric Calhoun, Gerard Wilcher, and all those guys. Um, it kind of just put everything together, and just I, I'm I'm blessed, man. They they gave me an opportunity that a lot of people would love to have, and as a first year head coach and a first year DC, to have the responsibility and everything that they gave me, I'm forever blessed. You know, it, it, it'll. Um, um, I got one last question for go you, and I want to piggyback on something. I, I'll let you do your things. Like, um, and you kind of touched on it earlier. I heard you say wearing many different hats. And one question that I haven't been able to ask some of our some of our guests that I really would like to ask you is how do you balance family time and coaching? Because I know it's a lot of struggles <laughs> of the job that people don't know about right day. Right. So how do you fa- balance family time and coaching and also being there for your players? Uh, you gotta be organized. That I think if you're organized, it it helps. You you're able to have the balance, and then you're able to. Um, be prepared for the random impromptu situations where, you know, a player's going through something and he needs to talk to you. Um, 
coaching is a very time demanding profession. You know, my when I told a, a mentor of mine that I wanted to get into coaching, his first response was, "Do you want to have a family?" And I was like, "What does that have to do with coaching? Like, you know, we talking about ball and you talking about family." I was like, yeah, I want to have a family. He's like, well, you know, you might have to sacrifice your family for your job. Um, and I've seen a lot of people do it, you know, and I, at one point or another, I have done that myself. Um, it's it's difficult because, like I said, it's so much time. But if you're organized, you, you can be successful. Um, a good friend of mine, Jeremy Springer, I, he, he's a he's OCD, super organized. And I try to take a lot of his stuff and, and apply to my life. Um, so I get up early. You know what I mean? I, I get up early, get my workout in. You know, if you you gotta you gotta have good health to do this profession. Um, get in early, do my job, and I try to just focus and do everything that I need to, so that when the time comes, so I can leave and I can go be with my wife or go be with my family, I'm good. You know what I mean? Um, I don't like to waste time. I don't like to you know every now and then you're gonna be procrastinating and everything, but um, just. So, uh, Cam, were you one of those coaches? Because I, I heard recently from a veteran coach, he was like, he's like when he was a younger coach, he used to bring his work home with him. He's like one of yeah. the things he learned like to help him get that family time is he's like I gotta knock it out while I'm yeah. working. He's yeah. like when I come home, I come yeah. lead that there. Yeah, and it's it's tough, especially with recruiting. You know what I mean? Because recruiting is twenty four seven, and Twitter is is my DMs are like always blowing up, and it's it's crazy because like I'll be. Watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, some of my wife, and then <laughs> I'm DMing this guy and this guy and this guy. <clears throat> but I think you gotta you gotta have that balance. Um, when I was at A and M, I I was notorious for like bringing work home and we get into arguments and whatnot. And I'm like, all right, like when I'm at work, I'm at work, and when I'm at home, I'm at home. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if you ever stop being a coach, but you got to take that coach's hat off and got to be that husband or that that family guy once you get home. So you 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 definitely. You definitely got to learn to keep your work at work. So. Still went for it. It's time to change the club.